0: Give us a like, share, subscribe, and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians, and more.
1: Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's your boys Jay and Troy, and today we're going to be talking about Raw and Smack Diddly Down. Um, there wasn't a third guy who does this, is there? I don't think so. No, revisionist uh, history, mate. Um, <laughs> so, um, before we get into it, let's do some tidbits for the second and third of July. Yes, boy. So, birthdays today. On in nineteen fifty-seven, Brett the Hitman, Heart the Excellence of Execution, one of the best of all time, is born.
0: Fucking yeah, he was or is superb.
1: Is uh, and in nineteen seventy-three, Scotty Too Hottie is born. Not one <laughs> of the best of all time.
0: <laughs> How um, then?
1: About- <laughs> good zombie though good zombie uh, good also zombie. in 2017 uh, Smith Hart older brother of Brett Hart passed away on this day so oh, damn. poor Brett losing his brother on his birthday damn that's shit yeah. um, and also on, in 2017 Global Force Wrestling presents Slammiversary 15 now I know <laughs> what you're thinking Troy Slammiversary is a TNA pay-per-view what the fuck's happening well it was that weird grey area where Jeff Jarrett tried to get the company back and oh boy oh boy <laughs> then it dark then, it, dark then it turned. then it turned out the global force wrestling was just a, a pyramid scheme to sell your gold um, wow but this card is absolutely banging and there's a lot of familiar faces on so let's let's get into it so the opening match santana and ortiz defended the impact wrestling slash global force wrestling tag team titles also quick note both those belts, they, they have like basically two sets of belts: the Impact and the Global Force, because they haven't properly unified them yet. Right against the teams of, in a fatal four-way against the teams of Drago and El Higo de Fantasma, Oof. aka Santos Escobar, um, oh,
0: my.
1: Laredo Kid and Gaza Jr., aka Angel Gaza, what? And a little Japanese dream tag team of Naomichi Marafuji and Taiji Ishimori. The significant right. thing. Significant thing there is is that. They're from two separate companies in Japan, so it's weird to be t- tagging together.
0: Oh, it was like um, all Japan and New Japan?
1: is like a Noah guy through and through pretty much. Oh, okay. I'm, he's, he's had matches here and there with guys from like New Japan and that, but he's generally only really works for Noah. <laughs> um Had some absolute blinders with Kenta. He also had an amazing match with Pete Dunne in U- the UK a few years ago. Nice. Um The team of D'Angelo Williams... I don't know who that is i think he's an american footballer and okay.
0: moose moose
1: defeated the team of chris adonis and eli drake nice yeah yeah <laughs> obviously la knight and uh, christopher masters for those who don't know um ec3 defeated james storm in a strap match okay, um wwe writers jeremy borash and joseph park defeated Josh Matthews and Scott Steiner in a no DQ tag match. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Alicia and Eddie Edwards defeated Davey Richards and Angelina Love in a full metal mayhem match. Basically TLC. Yeah, yeah. Um, former WWE writer Sunjay Dutt defeated Loki in a two out of three falls X Division title match. Ooh, I bet that was tasty. That was a stiff one. Ooh. Um, I'm surprised Loki fucking did the job. Scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sienna, a.k.a. Allison Kay, defeated Rosemary in a women's title unification match. And um, in the main event, Alberto El Patron, obviously scumbag, Alberto scumbag Del Rio, Del Rio. <laughs> defeated Bobby Lashley uh, for the GFW and Impact Wrestling tag, uh, World Titles. Fucking um, Shortly after Del Rio no-shown an event for Impact Wrestling and got fired.
0: Jeez, what, while he was champion?
1: while he was champion
0: fucking hell <laughs> known scumbag alberto absolute, del rio
1: absolute death bag alberto del rio
0: the worst of the worst
1: um moving on to the today's date the third um in 1972 vladimir kozlov was born
0: yes vladimir kozlov isn't he and selling 90... like really expensive whiskeys and fancy suits now
1: i don't know but he looks like a fucking star that's
0: what i mean Probably...
1: However, he is he is our enemy tonight because he's from the Ukraine and oh. England. playing the Ukraine in the football. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Sorry about Vladimir. Still love you, mate. Um, <laughs> and in 1975, Impact Wrestling star Johnny Swinger, also from the ECW and other such things, is born. Um, no, no, no. The notable birthdays or deaths today. Um, I'm just quickly going to try and find a decent show to talk about on this day. <laughs> if there was one well that that could be that could be potentially good uh, so in 29 oh yes this is a decent card in 2019 um Beyond Wrestling presents Uncharted Territory episode 14 um in the opening match Chris Dickinson the Dirty Daddy defeated Sonny Kiss Ooh. um Bear County defeat Bear Country even defeated um the Stump Brothers Logan and Marco um Christian Casanova, who is the guy that Adam Cole wrestled on NXT last week? Yeah, I was I gonna say his that name. Song, yeah. Defeated Bray Keller, whoever that is. Um, oh no way! The Patriot Del Wilkes, the late Patriot Del uh, Wilkes, who literally passed away yesterday. yesterday. Although actually, it says here it was Tom Brandy when I looked. Defeated retrosexual Anthony Green, aka August Gray. <laughs> um,
0: Retrosexual.
1: <laughs> Wheeler Utah Defeated Alex Reynolds Of The Dark Order Ooh. Solo Darling Defeated Legit Layla Hirsch um, I don't know either of these two In this next one Kamazagami Defeated Thomas Santel um, I don't know <laughs> uh, Green Ant 2 Mike Quackenbock Bush Razor Hawk and Thief Ant I'm just <laughs> gonna oh double check to see if any of them like <laughs> quackenbush n- known scumbag um <laughs> defeated cajun crawdad cornelius crummles um crap and, and sunny defar the what kind of
0: kaiju you big battle shit is that it
1: was it was from they, that was a shikara showcase match because they had like a little working agreement with shikara okay. so they they obviously the ants were from the colony i don't know where the crabs were from, but, <laughs> That that's just like standard affair in Chikara as big tasty (laughs) will tell you. And in the main event, Joey Janela defeated NXT star Josh Briggs. Oh, who I believe will probably more likely than not be in that breakout tournament they're doing. Yeah, Yeah, because he's the kind of guy they like. He's a big fucker. Mm. Not really my cup (laughs) of tea, but he's a good worker. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and uh, not really much that went on these days. I probably missed a big show, but I literally just t- tried to find one quickly um that's a bit for you uh should we get into warm mate nice yeah let's do it it was all right this week actually it was there's definitely <laughs> been a marked improvement in raw in the last couple of weeks
0: yeah it's uh, slow it's little, I yeah like, i was low so yeah anything I, I, is an improvement but
1: I, yeah. i've literally just seen a report from um pro wrestling unlimited where they said uh about how both networks, say uh, USA and Fox, have said to WWE they need to do something to improve the ratings immediately. And okay. that would explain why we've had a few gimmick matches and the like on mm. normal uh, yeah. uh, T it, V. It's true, like like the ratings that they're they're all, The fact that Raw's like literally only just double what AW is pulling in at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Is in that's gonna be frightening for WWE. Yeah, considering they wrote off AEW's competition. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it only takes Raw having another couple of bad weeks and then they're, they're competing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Raw opens. Uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are announcing a battle royal as Randy Orton can't make it at the show. Uh, Riddle shows up with, like, a little letter, which is clearly written by him. In crayon. And, <laughs> <laughs> or felt it. Son- Sonia says there's words on there that aren't even real. And then Riddle's like, well, it says aloha. That's hello and goodbye in Hawaii. <laughs> um, and he says he'll represent Randy Orton in the Battle Royal. They agree. And then we get the Battle Royal, which has um, the following competitors in. Viking Raiders, Damian Priest returning. Yes, boy. Uh, Riddle, Jinder Mahal, Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, R-Truth, Cedric Alexander, Jeff Hardy, Ali, Mansour, Shelton, and I think Drew Gulak as well. Yeah. Um,
0: that was pretty much the entire roster in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Like, they're, they're really working with like a skeleton crew at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Um, also, I thought
0: Akira Tozawa had been fired for some reason. I don't no. know why, but when I saw him in there and I was like, they rehired him again. And then I looked it up to now, he hadn't been fired, but yeah, I don't know why. I think it's, everyone's getting fired fucking left, right and centres.
1: I mean, I think not to be that guy, but I think some of these guys are clinging on by the skin of the teeth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, there was a <clears> cool <throat> spot where um, Gaza lands on one foot outside, hops around, almost eliminates Mansoor, and then Ali save like saves Mansoor and eliminates Gaza, mm. and then like as Mansoor like kind of turns around and thanks Ali, Ali just eliminates him
0: <laughs> uh, They
1: continue that storyline. That was quite cool. Uh, Tozawa's eliminated. Gulak shows up here, uh, pins, pins him for the 24 7 title. Truth rolls him up, and then Tozawa takes him out and then pins Truth to win it back. And then, well, remember that belt? Uh, I forgot it was still a thing. <laughs> uh, Omos comes out and eliminates the Viking Raiders and then just hosses them about more, which I can't wait for a full on hoss fight with oh, them. Yes, because we've, we've had a few little glimpses. And then we get uh, Jeff and Cedric, Riddle and Priest as the final four. Cedric eliminates Jeff. Uh, Priest eliminates Cedric and then Riddle after a little bit, bit of back and forth eliminates Priest um,
0: yeah a decent back and forth the way he got rid of him like the knee on, on the apron it's pretty cool yeah
1: um, yeah because it felt like it, were, it was like was like out of nowhere because hmm. Priest was like getting back into the ring wasn't he as it happened yeah yeah um, and then after the match when Riddle's celebrating he makes them play Orton's music and does like all the posing and that and <laughs> fireworks
0: go off behind him and he shits himself and then he's like yeah ah yeah randy gets fireworks i remember
1: <laughs> yeah um we go backstage and we see shana basil shuffling a deck of cards because she's the queen of spades did you know
0: yeah 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 um, I, well i hadn't have guessed
1: and naya's like asking like naya's asking oh what what's with the cards and she's like "Oh, well, just do it to relax so oh, like cool. that that's fair like fair i I don't know. It's it's weird. They've kind of just brought it in, but at the same time, if like they do something cool with it, like say, Shayna, like picks a card, down depending on the suit she will work over that limb. Like that, oh, that that's could be quite cool. a cool idea. Yeah. Or um,
0: well, she starts using them like Gambit and just throws them at people. <laughs>
1: yeah. that, we've that we've super... already
0: got one superhero on the show. Why not well, have Gambit as well?
1: And and Shana is having a little feud with that superhero. There you go. Um, that's your segue there we go. Segway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so Shana says she's going to send Alexa on a permanent vacation with the stupid doll. And then we see Alexa's like watching in the background, spooky bitch. And then we oh, see, man. speaking of spooky people, we see Jackson Riker whipping a box with a leather strap cause he's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. He's, he's an asshole. We know he's an asshole. Stop from he's making pur- face
0: he's purging himself.
1: Um, yeah, back to better things. AJ and almost got a promo. AJ does reverse Steiner math, which was fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I was, I was like, that's great, that's great, and it just, just them saying, oh well, if you had, if you had Ritalin's the match, well, that's an, that's an intangible. I know I can beat Drew McIntyre one on one. I can beat one of them one on one. What if they're both there? <laughs> like, yeah, well played, AJ. Well played. Love a little bit of Steiner math. Um, Scott Steiner return
0: confirmed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, not in this lifetime, mate. Not while well, not while well Triple H still has a job there. Um <laughs> so <laughs> Omar says he was just scouting compensation when he eliminated the Vikings. And then um AJ accuses Kevin of jumping on the barbarian bandwagon, which I've been stitches. Um and AJ says same thing he's been saying for a few weeks now, that he's gonna win the money in the bank, then win the WWE title and defend the WWE title and the tag team titles. Um I mean I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't hate it. I always have I to see AJ, AJ Styles. With, yeah, AJ's a good champ. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I mean it's one of them. I'd rather see someone who's not held the belt before win the Money in the Bank. That's generally, yeah, that's mm-hmm. generally my point of view on Money in the Bank anyway. Because it's yeah. a really good way of making stars. Like you've just got to look at like how well how well it did for guys like Edge and CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. elevating them to being a world champion. Mm. Um. Well yeah, that'd be cool to see AJ, I guess. Um we then see Nikki Cross who's renamed herself Nikki Ash because she's almost a superhero. I hate it. I hate it so much. She is a
0: super know... superhero is one word. Yeah. It's not superhero, it's superhero.
1: Well, it's so they can do the thing. It's like when they did Rosie as the superhero in training because he was at an SHIT. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then we get nikki versus shayna shayna dominates nikki alexa comes out debuts new music and yeah. nikki dives on dives on her shayna naira and reggie um alexa beats up naira and reggie she tries to hypnotize Naya, like reggie like distracts her so then she beats them both up, um and then nikki just rolls up shayna from the distraction to pick up a win um what are we doing at this point shayna that- Basil deserves so much better
0: I don't get how they're still yeah. shoehorned I into mean Reggie and Nia thing. Just get rid of that totally. Like, they don't need to be there for a start.
1: I've Reggie and Nia as a separate thing. I've Shana as a separate thing. Yeah. And then I've Alexa do this, this shit with her, Reggie and Nia. So that's a, that's one shit segment instead of about eight. Yeah. And then you can have Shana do just go around breaking people's arms like she was doing in fucking NXT.
0: Like she was born to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole point of a fucking gimmick is, but that being said, I know, I know Shane has like kind of spoke up saying she about it, saying she wants to kind of show that she's not just like a one dimensional performer and she's got, she can do like comedy stuff. She can do, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which that's fine, but I'd rather do do that, do it properly, like not properly, but do it, I don't know, just don't make it so fucking hokey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because you've just got to see Shayna out of character, and she's a genuinely likable person. Yeah, man. And she's really funny. Really, and it's like, yeah,
0: really funny. Just give us that. Yeah,
1: give us that where it where she could be like a face where she's fucking funny and like just naturally a funny person, and then also
0: really hard.
1: (laughs) But then, yeah, when she's in the ring, she's gonna break your fucking arm.
0: Basically, like Big E. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> or, or even just let a fucking just carry on being like Minoru Suzuki 2.0. That <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> just If you want to have her do the comedy stuff, just have a do what Suzuki does no-sell stuff and laugh about it. <laughs> and then fucking do stretches in the middle of the ring show and he doesn't give a shit. Um,
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's
1: what we need. Um, oh, I love Minoru Suzuki. Um, <laughs> hey, back to Raw, because he's not, sadly, Minoru Suzuki isn't there. Otherwise he will be the champ. Um <laughs> we see Kofi uh, in the ring talking about Lashley and MVP taking it too far with Woods and Helen's cell. Uh MVP comes out and just Kofi saying like he's not gonna he's not gonna sort of be that guy that win, wins the belt off Lashley and he doesn't really belong there. Uh Kofi says Bobby's getting soft and MV MVP's saving twice now. And that soon Bobby's gonna look like MVP hobbling around clinging to the success of others. Um Ooh. Kofi talks about this is really cool. Like Kofi talks about when he was champion and how he like got the opportunity to go like to Ghana you know, like his homeland, and mm. sort of meet, meet his um, meet like kids who saw him as a hero and show them what a champion was. Yeah, yeah. And what it meant to be to him to be a champion that he's not forgotten his roots. Uh, MVP just belittles that and calls <laughs> calls Woods Kofi's per, personal court jester, which I was like, oh fucking hell. All right, steady yeah, on. All right. <laughs> steady on. Um Kofi says MVP's milking the knee injury and MVP then swings the cane of Kofi. Kofi <laughs> hits the problem in paradise. And I, what I, I
0: love about that is he's like, your knee, like you've been milking that for ages. Like you're fine. And what I always love about MVP, he's like, oh yeah, he won't say, I'm not cleared to wrestle. He's like, I'm not cleared for combat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding for combat <laughs> I love the way as well. He's like MVP he's so serious, about it You think I'm milking this legitimate knee injury? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Is a legitimate Excellent.
0: injury. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it's just it's the way he says it. He says it like he's tr- like like he's a um it, he gives me the vibe of like he's kind of a a criminal who like come from, like gone from being like Sort of like a low-level guy in an organized in organized crime, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden being like the mafia done. and he's he's trying to like over exaggerate like his worth by like t- by trying to talk differently and all stuff like that. But in yeah, reality, yeah. it's like, yeah, you still just a scumbag, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, from from this more than ever, I want Kofi Mania too. Like, yeah. so bad. I I think I think they're building it so when Lashley beats Kofi, it's going to be heartbreaking for everyone. Mm. but it, it, I said this to Aaron last week the nice part of it was that Kofi doesn't feel out of place like there's always the worry with with when like when they take a guy and not to shit on Dolph but Dolph's the prime example here mm. they take the person out of the main event picture for so long and then when they put them back and it's like what the fuck are you doing putting this guy yeah. back in? Yeah. but yeah, with yeah. Kofi it feels right because they've kind of they've, they've built him back up over the last like sort of like six to eight weeks where he's like picked up wins over last year and he's he's come close to beating Drew and he's took him mm-hmm. to the limit and then now it's like well yeah Kofi's still a great same great wrestler we know he is it's just he's been focusing on other things and yeah, yeah, now yeah. he's back in it. It doesn't feel like he doesn't belong there. It feels like he's in the right place where the he needs to be which is perfect. Yeah. Um so yeah I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. something I'm not excited about is uh even Marie and Dudra. Um Fucking hell! But I, I, I said that I said this to a uh, to Aaron last week. So the, the re-shown like the kind of debut segments, and when like she's about to introduce herself, you see now dewdrop? Like as she's about to say her name, she like even restops it and then looks at it and she's going, "It's Piper, it's Piper." Oh really? So I yeah, and then she goes, "That's oh, Jude drop." So it's like a, a way of belitt- belittling it. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe. Once this whole little story's over, she goes back to being Piper Niven.
0: I reckon so. It'll be like when Shah Samuels debuted on NXT UK.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I can't
0: remember what they bought him in as, but like halfway through his match, he was just like, that's not my name. I'm <laughs> Shah Samuels. Say, They'll run it out for a bit and eventually once, once Piper I'm Niven. not Ed Harvey. <laughs> that's it, Ed Harvey. East, East. Oh, I wish yeah.
1: Shah Samuels was on Raw, but they'd probably ruin him too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Eva belittles uh, Dewdrop to Kevin and then she looked pissed about it um, and we go to Asker and Naomi versus Eva and Dewdrop uh, faces controlled Dewdrop Eva fucks off Dewdrop beats them both in a basically a handicap match and Eva declares herself the winner if they're not in the Money in the Bank match but the two people she's against are then surely she should be now yeah either put her in it or give it other people that like, it doesn't matter that she's fucking beaten when you've got two people in a ladder match that we've got to then think they've got to be serious like threats yeah. to winning the ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. nonsense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that to kind of push in Piper. That's cool. Yeah. If, if they do something good with it,
0: <laughs> eventually... They just if... go over on fucking two former women's champions.
1: Yeah. And they've had a they've had a squash... Um, Naomi and her debut as well. Yeah. So they've clearly they've clearly got some kind of like interest yes. in it. Yeah. Show. Um, yeah. Change of uh, name. <laughs> just, Yeah. I, as I say, I think I think that's part of the story. I think yeah, they're eventually gonna have a revert back to Piper Niven. Yeah. Um. Or just embrace the dewdrop name and ruin it forever. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Ma- we see Morrison and Miz backstage. Morrison refers himself to himself as the flood stud which had me <laughs> in tears like i i hate this gimmick but every now and again he'll drop a line like that and it'll be like <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you doing to me <laughs>
1: um miz says he's gonna guide their uh, Will to win money in the bank like he did uh trevor the truth that uh, hijacks the interview and square to miz and morrison with dripsticks. um i just thought this is like kids tv
0: that's just slapstick nonsense yeah. Up right at Vinny's alley
1: <laughs> yeah I don't mind it every now and again but it's when it's like again it's you've got the money in the bank match where you want to like kind of try and elevate all these people in this match yeah and you've got silly bollocks like this and it's just like like squaring each other with fucking water pistols it's like what are you doing like crap it's just yeah it's just a bit silly um, this takes us to Morrison and Ricochet and this was a really fun match actually yeah, to be fair um, yeah Notable spots was Ricochet hitting a uh, he, he's like he goes to like do some kind of running attack on Morrison on the outside, and Miz wheels his wheelchair in between. Hmm. So Ricochet hits a Hurricane runner off the wheelchair onto Morrison and then squirts Miz with the stick again. Um, Morrison hits like a cool fake out leg sweep thing as well, where like he goes to kick Ricochet in the face, Ricochet blocks, and then he just drops down, like sweeps his legs out. Yeah. Um, we um
0: both lucha the, underground alumni, aren't they?
1: They are. They they had the a match in Luch in Lucha Underground, a uh, Ricochet's last match as Prince Puma. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Where he beat Johnny Mundo for the Pumundo. Lucha Underground title and then Pentagon came out and did a murder. Um <coughs> on a uh, Ricochet. <laughs> but back back when he was Pentagon Dark, which was just Pentagon, but more evil.
0: Fucking
1: hell. I know that's hard to Fathom, but yeah. <laughs> it was essentially just on breaking people's arms for a higher purpose. Great. Nice. Um yeah, also entrance music. Absolutely slapped. Yeah. Um so yeah, we got a back and forth there. Uh, Ricochet uh Dodgers Starship Pain, and then he knocks Morrison out the ring. Morris as he's like about to dive on Morrison, Morrison like jumps over the barricade, and as he's as he's stepping back over the barricade ricochet crossbodies Morrison over the top for like springboard crossbody off the top rope over the barricade and it looked it looked incredible insane until they were doing like the little pan and shot and you could shot and you could see the crash map they've like pulled out of the way dead quickly like amateurs yeah like you know to fucking just do, do it with your back to the crash mat so you can't see the fucking thing yeah, yeah. don't do a pan shot <laughs> um, but yeah the match ends a in a
0: great great spot though
1: really. yeah match ends in a double count out um, uh, it was a very cool spot it's one of those things I think they're going to be showing um, When because I, I mean I don't know it depends how, how WWE approach it because obviously AEW this week it was their last show for a while at Daly's place so they did like a video package at the end of um, the show to kind of highlight everything that's happened in Daly's place. Really good. I reckon really we'll good. get the
0: same next week. We'll get like a, a Thunderdome well, video package of the the high
1: spots. I, I, see, I'm unsure about this because it would make sense and it, that would make sense why they're doing a lot of like crazy high spots in the last like two or three weeks of it. Mm. But at the same time, it's almost like WWE treating this like era like the redheaded stepchild. Like they just want to kind of like put it behind them and sweep it under the rug. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they'd embrace that. I mean, it's it's one of those things, I guess, isn't it? It's like it it's a moment in actual world history.
0: Mm, I don't know. Like commentary, keep playing it up. Like I've heard several of them say, like the Thunderdome era. Like Michael Cole yeah. says that a fair bit. So it's it's something I, I they're think, addressing.
1: I I think it's maybe something they're going to do on like a ww Twenty Four or something where they're going to mm. talk about it all, like they've done over the, the years.
0: Three Six Five ones.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know if it's gonna be them like kind of as I say, I don't think they're gonna glorify it too much. I think it's more gonna because let's face it, the rest the actual wrestling, while they've had some amazing matches as a whole, it's yeah. definitely been a step down.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Um but yeah, it will it will be intriguing to see how they broach it. Um maybe maybe do one just because everyone's been raving about that AW. One. Mm-hmm. which was that if you haven't seen it was very good it's on, it's on the youtube it's only about three and a half minutes but it's a very very nice video package okay a Lo- lot of a lot of mention of brody as well which always brings a tear to the eye yeah um but yeah back to raw um so oh have you froze that truck no yeah you, you just looked <laughs>
0: <laughs> just looking that way i saw something in the garden
1: <laughs> oh fair enough because <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even like blinking i was like
0: has he froze <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so yeah we go backstage and we see top baby faces Charlotte Natalia and Tamina talking about maybe they are heels Rhea Mandy and Dana I, I don't know oh who's God, the heel here like the only the only genuinely likeable one at this point is fucking Tamina <laughs> yeah yeah and that that's bad like when Tamina's <laughs> the only fucking genuinely likeable one yeah um yeah, they, they kinda they kinda play off that one team of next generation stars and the other team aren't. Mm. Um everyone brawls before the bell. Uh the faces dominate, uh keep Dana isolated. Rhea mugs up off Charlotte at one point. Um Charlotte Big Boots Mandy to win and Rhea takes out Charlotte's knee. I, I feel like um I'm bored. I'm already bored of this whole Rhea and Charlotte feud now. It's, it isn't Statement. working for me. Like, no, not. I know what they're trying to do, and I, f- I feel like that this is where we're going with it. Where obviously Charlotte's like, oh yeah, Rhea's using my own move, like my own tactics against me, sort of thing. And I feel like that it's literally going to lead to Rhea using Charlotte's like dirty tactics to beat Charlotte, mm-hmm. to like oh her. Yeah. But at the same time, You can't write off Charlotte Flair, can you? And maybe it's just Rhea trying to out Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, so Charlotte Flair can out Charlotte Flair. Rhea,
0: fuck's sake!
1: (laughs) And it's like you've got Rhea Ripley, who's a really unique talent. Then maybe play to her strengths and Mm. actually allow her to just do what she does and what she's been doing for the last like two two and a half years and being a fucking megastar in the making. Yeah, yeah. Because it really does feel like... We talk about like call-ups, the main roster, and it was like Rhea was the one where we we were thinking when she came up, you cannot get this wrong.
0: Can't get it wrong. And they and then got it wrong.
1: And then they pulled the rug out from under her and she just doesn't feel as important. No. Even as women's champion, she feels like an afterthought to Charlotte and she feels like she doesn't really belong there. Yeah. And that's really shitty because Rhea's a fucking awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome wrestler. And she... She's young enough that she can like turn it around. She's only like what 22 23? So, something like that. She's young enough that she can turn it around and she'll be fine, but it's still disappointing to see. Mm. Um, we see Jackson Riker whipping himself some more. Um, truth gets distracted chasing Akira to seeing Riker whipping himself, and it just gets really awkward.
0: I mean. Um, you know, put anyone in a situation this weird, it'd be our truth to lighten things up, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but it doesn't it? just it just gets really uncomfortable. It just gets really really um, so. Yeah. Uh and then we go to Elias versus Riker in a strap match, which was there.
0: There.
1: <laughs> um notable things that happened. Elias hangs Riker over the ring post, whips and kicks him. Uh Riker whips Elias, Elias hits a big, like, pop-up knee, and then Riker hits a black hole slam, seemingly out of nowhere to win. Um, I didn't need this.
0: Didn't need it. Hopefully, this is the end of that, because I think that's... We've had this every week for about two months now.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, it's only been three weeks.
0: Fucking hell.
1: But it feels like six months. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I think when, obviously, there's like a lot of talk of people getting called up. And um, the draft coming off to SummerSlam, I think it's definitely overdue. Which is crazy to think when the last draft was literally in October. So it's not even been a year. Mm. And already everything's got stale and stagnant and it's just like, what are we doing here, guys? Um, And I think what's more disappointing is when when they get it right, they really get it right. Mm. Like like some of the matches that we've had in the last like sort of six weeks or so have been fantastic. Mm. Like, like you just got like Woods Riddle, for example. Yep. That was awesome. Um, yep. The Drew Kofi matches were awesome. Yep. The main event, which we'll get to in a minute, was awesome. Yep. But then you've got shit like, like repetitive shit, and it's just like, what, what are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. genuinely, what are we doing here?
0: How do you get it so right on one thing, but everything else is tripe? And, and it it's every week as well. And they're aware of what these standout matches are because they'll even mention it on commentary, like, oh, you know, their match of the week was this that, and the other, and it's been really talked about. So they know that they're putting on good stuff. Mm. Why is it so difficult to put that on consistently throughout a show? But Why then, does it have to
1: be so much guff? And the fun? other thing as well like with the repetition it's like they'll go there'll be matches where people aren't really that asked what the, they'll do over and over and over again but then when we get like a really good match it's like well I wouldn't mind seeing that again and they and don't they, do it again
0: And they don't do it that's or it. they do but then they do it to death
1: or that yeah <laughs> um, that's the other side of the coin yeah yeah it's just, <sighs> it's just shit isn't it um, we see backstage riddles approached by Damien Priest uh, and Riddle says he's not priest. He's Randy Orton. He's got like his hair tied back. He's got his tracksuit top that Orton's been wearing. I'm surprised um, he didn't
0: draw on a little tash and beard.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still time. Um, priest says Orton's lucky to have Riddle as a friend. And um, Riddle like kind of like just looks at Priest like he's got two heads when he says that. <laughs> uh, we then get another fucking. I'm sick of this shit already. Drew doing the, the whole Scottish history stuff. Ah,
0: oh, we. Do, this is buttocks.
1: Like the the thing is, is like so they've had Seamus do it in the past and it's worked. And I think yeah. that and they have Finn Balor do it in the past with that, like with both of the Irish history and it's worked. Mm. But they haven't done it to the point where it's done to death every week. Like they the like Balor when he was talking about like his name and where the inspiration comes from. And it was like, oh, well, there was, mm. there was this guy and there was this guy and that's why. It was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then he never went back to talking about it ever again. They'll bring it up on commentary every now and again, mm, but mm. that's about it. And like, the ad Seamus when he was uh, doing that whole, like, like when he was the King of the Ring, he did a few bits and when he was oh, doing yeah. the whole uh, red right hand thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And he had like the red tape on the one hand. um. And that was like an Irish folktale. And again, that, but other than that, they don't, they don't heavily lean into it like this Where Seems it, to be it feels,
0: Drew has now in any interview. It's like, right, sit back. I'm going to tell you a tale. Like Yeah, it feels anymore. just forced. Yeah.
1: Like it feels like they've gone from having Drew as like a really compelling, badass character to, oh, we need to make him more Scottish. Um, Put let's, a kill on him.
0: Give him a Put sword. a kilt on him.
1: Give him a big fucking sword. Call him Scottish warrior.
0: And then have him tell um, Scottish folk tales every week.
1: Have him tell stu- like lo- like be a fucking local historian for Scotland. Um,
0: <laughs> Are you working for the tourist board, Drew?
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like if if they use it sparingly, it works. Mm. If they're doing it like this, where it's every week, it's it dem- devalues it and diminishes it so quickly. And I literally like fell asleep during his promo. Mm. Like I I I don't I don't know half the shit he said. I fell asleep during yeah. how We I we like woke up as the instances instance were happening.
0: Yeah, I felt like that the last few weeks with, with yeah. the things he's like promos he's cut backstage, which is a shame because still really good in the ring. Like he's still putting on banging matches. And he's still a really good
1: talker. It's yeah. just the content they're that just they're, just they're asking him to him do is just
0: to talk about at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's one of those things maybe. It's his idea, but at the same time, it's just not really landing. Like, no. we don't we don't need this. Like, we, I, I have him as, like, the Scottish psychopath again.
0: Yeah. I thought I, this earlier. I was like, I wouldn't be against him turning him heel.
1: Well, he's, he's getting go away heat with me very quickly with the fucking, mm. with mm. this shit. Yeah. Because it, it, it is like he's fucking droning on and droning on and he's, doing every now and again. He does like a little dick joke. It's like, ha, 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 Vince is loving this. <laughs>
0: Big Willie.
1: Fuck Someone off. fucking is. <laughs> it's so awful. Yeah. Um, we then get the main event anyway, which was Drew versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. It was Riddle. Uh, but he came <laughs> out to Orton. Then He did Orton's entrance. He um, did all that. Um, yeah, Rid- Riddle and AJ are dominated by Drew early on. Uh, they trades. They end up trading suplex attempts on the floor and then they hit a double power slam through the table on Drew. Um, That kind of takes Drew out the match and we got a bit of back and forth between AJ and Riddle. AJ then then does the the coolest RKO reversal I have ever seen in my life. Oh boy. Where he reverses it. Corey Graves said it was a burning hammer. It wasn't a burning hammer. It It was an angle slam. Yeah. It was fucking angle slam. If it was a burning hammer, Riddle would have been dead. (laughs) He <laughs> um, dropped him on his head. The match would have been over. <laughs> um Drew gets back in, murders Riddle. Uh Riddle dodges a claymore, uh, hits a floating bro and both guys on the outside, misses a PK against the steps, and then gets help to the back and his ankle take up. And that then gives us it. Was cool the way they did this, where they were I'd like one guy took out and the other guy was then going after AJ. Yeah, yeah. Had like a bit of a singles back and forth with them. Mm. Um, Drew misses a Claymore. AJ locks in the car for what feels like a long an time. <laughs> uh, Riddle hobbles down, breaks it up, uh, and bro missions AJ. Uh, Riddle hits an RKO on AJ. Drew Claymores. Um, Riddle and picks up the win.
0: Boom.
1: Mm. He's going to win Money in the Bank. I'm not happy with this. I'm not, I'm not I, happy. <laughs> I, it, it's not, again, it's not that it's Drew. It's that. We've just literally got Drew out of the title picture.
0: Yeah, stop shoehorning him back in. I hate these last chance qualifying matches. Like, if you didn't win your first one, that's it. Why did you? I didn't.
1: Get... I didn't hate the idea of it. I just hated the fact that it almost instantly felt like, oh yeah, it's probably going to be Drew. Mm. Oh,
0: like, I don't, idea. I that's don't
1: not... mind the idea of it, but what they could have done instead was. Which would have probably been more interesting would have been because there's going to be two more guys on SmackDown that needs to be announced, isn't it? Mm, yes. Yeah. So have the losers of the SmackDown matches team with the losers of the Raw matches in a triple threat tag match, and the two the winning team gets added to it. Well,
0: that's a good show.
1: And then you can you can put Drew with someone who you, you know is absolutely not going to get in and then it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt Drew losing. Whereas I think that... I think they're putting Drew in as part of... Part of to give him something to do. Part of just because they don't want him to keep losing because he's lost like a few matches in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, they've, um,
0: they've booked themselves into a, a corner, if you like. So like, well, he can't have any more chances at the championship now. But... He they can't, don't, but they the, don't want to put him anywhere other than the kind of main event spot. So what does he do? They've
1: he can got to put, have him hang around there. But he yeah, can't, but the, like... he can put him in a main event feud and doesn't need to have a belt involved. Mm. Like, you've just got to look at, like, the the likes of Cesaro and Rollins and Zayn and Owens on SmackDown where the main event level feuds. Yeah. But they've not got a title belt involved. They're just there. They're just mm-hmm. a grudge match. And yeah, yeah. you can do that. I, I get the feeling that they're kind of, they're going to have Drew just tread water until the draft and probably draft him over to SmackDown and have him and, have him and Roman go for round two and three and four and five and six.
0: I mean, yes, he'll be in the world title picture, but at least it's fresh if he went over there.
1: Yeah. And Roman and Drew's one match they've had went, yeah. They've been like main event both main event guys, because obviously they had like a feud earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um the one like that match they had the Survivor series was phenomenal. It was one yeah. of my matches of the year. It was really fucking good. It was probably the best match WWE put out on the main roster yeah. quite comfortably. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things, isn't it? We're getting to the point where they need to kind of and like to go back to what we were talking about with Kofi before, like they literally had him like focus on the tag division. And then when he came back to the world title pitcher, everyone was already clamoring for it. Yeah. So now when he's actually back, everyone's fucking made up and everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. Like you can take, sometimes it's a good thing to take a guy away from the tag from the world title pitcher. And obviously, it's a different situation with Drew and Kofi because Kofi was literally like dragged out of it and then didn't get near it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Drew's been in it for literally now, like the last 18, 18 months. months.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why people are getting sort of sick of it because he's lost the title and pretty much every single rematch that. Every single defense that Bobby Lashley's had has been against Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. in some form. Whether it's a triple threat, whether it's them one on one, yeah. Bobby Lashley's entire reign has been defined by this feud with Drew McIntyre, and mm. Bobby needs to be away from it because it's starting it start- to hurt him. It's starting to hurt mm. him. Drew yeah. definitely needs to be away from the from the world title because it's starting to hurt him and make mm. people resent him. Yeah. And Which is
0: shit given all like the carried the company through last year. Yeah. Champion. And how
1: over he was yeah. when yeah. and how much like literally WrestleMania last year, how much we were all excited that mm-hmm. Drew was going to win the world title. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like mm. I'm not against Drew being in the main event picture I'm not against Drew being world champion, but if he's not if he's lost, like, literally his last four or five attempts, then it's time for somebody else to yeah. be in that picture. And my fear is Drew's going to win money in the bank and then cash in on Lashley, and mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh, yeah, you did it to me, I'll do it to you, sort of thing. Uh, um, Even though Lashley didn't actually cash in on Drew, did he miss it? Nah. But, yeah, it, it just feels... I. I really hope I'm wrong and that Drew's not gonna win money in the bank, but I, I feel, I feel, I, feel I feel like WWE are gonna do that mm-hmm. when you've got a perfectly good fucking Big E there. Yeah. You've got a perfectly good Kevin Owens there. Yeah. You've got guys who could do with the rub of a money in the bank. Like Kevin Owens has felt very not stale, but he's felt like he needs something to kind of boost him back up there.
0: After that feud with Roman.
1: Yeah, the feud of the Romans kind of dropped him down to the mid-card, and like this feud with Sammy's been excellent. Mm. But he, it does feel like he needs something to sort of lift him back up to the main event really picture. Nice. Yeah, I know what you mean. And a heel turn and money in the bank win would be perfect. But mm. I digress. Anyway, let's talk about highs and lows. Um, what were yours, mate?
0: Uh, my low is all the bollocks of Shayna, Naya, Reginald, Alexa, Nicky. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of nonsense um, and my high was Ricochet and John Morrison minus all the shit on the outside with Miz apart from the spot with the wheelchair
1: yeah
0: like I feel like everything else that was involved Miz in that kind of cheapened it but the match itself was fucking awesome
1: yeah
0: yeah big
1: fan of that give, give them 20 um, minutes put it on a takeover yeah there it what, what were yours? Um my low was it's kind of a double thing here. So the whole it as a whole, it's there's no real fine definition of like faces and heels in the women women's division at the moment. Yeah. Like is Alexa a face or a heel? Is like the only the only defined faces really for me uh, are Naomi, Nikki Cross. And had a push, not piping even.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But everyone else is like, and even Marines, like a, a, an absolute heel. But then yeah. you look at, you look at like the sixth woman's tag, who's the faces and who's the heels and there? No idea. I don't know either. I still no. don't know. I don't think they know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, it's it. At the end of the day, like it's, it's not it's not a necessity that people need to be face or healed, but if you've got that many people in a match, it mm. means why should I care about any of these people? Yeah. Because I either want to boo what boo one set of people or cheer the other. So why should I care if you don't fucking know who you want me to cheer and face mm-hmm. and boo? Yeah. Um yeah. So it's it's mainly that but like as in particular that like six women's tag match it was it wasn't a bad match but it was just like what are we' doing here mm. like, and yeah Emma high was the main event triple threat it was really fun um Sorry. I love I love that our reversal spot as well banging. yes boy well little honorable mention goes to the Kofi MVP segment that was really good as well yeah good back and forth yeah
0: <clears throat> nice. And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasty's brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Coldstone Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And Thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard bams, oils and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go. Test out your cancer charities. Should we get into some smack diddly downies? Let's do
0: it. Let's go smack diddly down. So uh, this week's episode from July the 2nd, there's a little video opening package um, with like Paul Heyman and talking about uh, Roman going through the entire roster. Interesting that they mentioned Bray, Braun, Brian. Like Bray's obviously been off TV since Mania. Braun and Brian are no longer with the company. Or Brian, yeah. I guess, is in some sort of limbo. Braun has definitely been released. So, yeah, it was Brian, they No, lame. Brian's
1: free agents. Say again. Brian's a free agent.
0: That's what I mean. But, like, it's, I don't know. He, he might quite, come back. Quite, quite, he's likely going to come back. I think it's just some time off. But, um, yeah, because they they, I, they I've mention, got
1: a bold claim that I'm going to make now. And it's, if, if it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't care. But... I know where you're going with, with Do you? Go on. It, is it with the G one by any chance? No. Um, there we go. <laughs> I I I think with the G one being like about to be announcing the c- competitors, and they usually have like one or two big surprise. Like pe- oh, right. people come, like either they either have like a, a surprise person in there, like you're like, why are they in there? Or they'll have like a big a big name from overseas, mm. or both. Um, I, I think Daniel Bryan's going to be announced for the G one. Interesting. And that that's kind of like it's a nice way for him to scratch that itch that he wants to sort of yes. be in wrestle in New Japan. Mm. It gives us a, a lot of Daniel Bryan dream matches very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Because it it d- doesn't matter which side he's on if he's on the sa- if he's on the uh, bracket with like a abushi, ishii. all mm-hmm. well, then we're in, in for a winner if he's on the side with Naito, Tanahashi. We're also onto a winner.
0: All bangers, all oh. dream matches. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, either way, it's a, it's a quick way for him to get a fuck on of dream matches out the way with in New Japan, and then he can have a few more while he's over there, and we can all be like, and then he culminates at Wrestle Kingdom with him winning all the belts.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to SmackDown. So uh, the show opens um, with Edge uh, coming down to the ring to Cut a promo, it says that Mania was supposed to be his culmination. He watched the match back uh, and said that Roman glossed over a lot of things that happened. He said that Br- he said he could complain about it. He could complain that Brian costs and the victory. He could complain that Jay got involved. Um, but he said 2006 Edge would have complained, but that's not what I do. Like There's always obstacles, and I know that because I've knocked them down to be here, and that was quite good. It was a really intense moment in the promo. Um, he says he knows he can beat Roman, and Roman also knows that, he knows that as well. He knows that Edge can beat him. And then he shows the picture of them at Mania when he's got him in the cross face. And he's like, look at his eyes, zoom into his eyes. And he's like, that's the eyes of a man that knows I'm in his head. And then zooms up to, to Edge's eyes. And he says, and that's a man that knows, like, you know, he's he's living in his head. Uh, and he says that he's inevitable and he will be Roman. This is an awesome promo.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Edge, Edge is such a good talker, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's and- superb. To, to go back to the point I was making about the women's division on Raw, like Edge is the perfect example of that. You can make it work. Because yeah. he's not quite a face. He's not quite a heel. He is a tweener. But he, he, he's making it work perfectly because it's like, he, he's feuding with Roman, who's like the ultimate heel right now. Yeah, But he's not going to be like a bright-eyed baby face about it. He's going to be like a grizzled, angry, gritty, yeah, vicious competitor. Yeah, Which but is fucking he, awesome. But yeah. the whole thing is, he's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's it. Like he's, he's not a face. He's more. He's more a shade of grey at the moment. But mm. he is definitely edged towards the dark side. But he's a lesser of two evils. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. It, it's, and he's playing it's that
1: role to absolute perfection. Yeah. Fucking right.
0: Uh, we then see backstage, Heyman and Jimmy. Uh, I like Jimmy's hoodie. It just says Yeet um jimmy says when roman arrives um
1: i wonder if that's roman's new (laughs) merch is he just eating mysterios around left right and center (laughs) roman was on this week he knew earlier we'd be in trouble
0: (laughs) um (laughs) he says he'll make edge understand um Heyman doesn't say a word throughout this, and this is kind of a reoccurring theme throughout the night. There's a few backstage interactions by the minutes. Jimmy just getting really hyped up and really fired up, and, and Heyman just kind of stood, listening, and smiling, and sort of almost sort of agreeing, not agreeing with him, but just encouraging it. Um, but yeah, kind of letting himself, letting Jimmy talk himself uh, into into some nonsense. Uh, after this, we then get uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Biggie against uh, Apollo and Baron Corbin. Uh, Shinsuke's ring gear is... Whew.
1: I was about oh boy. to say that ring gear.
0: Oh, boy. That's lovely. Lean. <laughs> also, Pat riding Cole's head like a pony during that entrance was fucking hilarious.
1: Pat, Pat McAfee is the best commentator ever. <laughs> like, at this point, he is my favourite commentator of all time. <laughs> Just that good. He's just so entertaining.
0: (laughs) Uh, Corbyn comes down to the ring and just looks really dejected. He looks homeless, like he's not had a shave. His hair's starting to grow back. Um, but obviously he's reminded that he once was King because he's got the video stuff and it's still the same music. Still still
1: the same had, I was going to say, he still had the gear as well. He still had like the crown logo on his, on his head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's, it's funny because he kind of looks back at it and then he just looks dejected and he keeps going. And then Greg Hamilton's like, Oh King. And then stops and he just goes Baron Corbin. And so it's just him being constantly wound up by it. Um, you can tell that his focus kind of isn't in the match, and he's really pulled away from it. So he stood on the apron, and Apollo comes over to him, and he's like, "Focus! I need you here!" And he just doesn't care, doesn't want it. Um, the match was all right, but it was kind of over fairly quickly. Um, Shinsuke and Biggie in the corner at one point doing the, the good vibrations kind of the the boot was quite cool. So like that Nakamura cool. went to do it and he was like, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it as well. So he got in, they both did it. And then Boogs on the guitar just starts shredding if, as they do
1: it. <laughs> Biggie fucking fangirl and being like Nakamura's tag partner. It's
0: also, you know, like, even when they came in at the start, he, of the rigging, him, he? he just comes over to him to shake his hand. He's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a little bit later, as I say, it was pretty short, but a, a little later, Boos gets up on the entrance ramp and announces that there's uh, a white Mercedes with a registration plate, K-I-N-G-C-B, or something. Basically, Corbyn's uh, Mercedes has been towed away. Um,
1: that's, that's thing.
0: Wait, who is King Crabbin? King- <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, that, that'd be in stitches. <laughs>
0: That causes the distraction, um, which allows Biggie to hit the big ending and pick up the win. Um, it was, yeah, it was really short. It was, I'm not really hey, sure what to think of it.
1: I think they're trying to turn Corbin face, aren't
0: they? I feel like that. That's never going to happen. He's they're making
1: funny. him as sympathetic as possible. Um, they've also trademarked the term happy Corbin.
0: Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Oh fucking hell!
1: So I think he's gonna just be dead depressed for ages, and then he's gonna be like a fucking happy, smiley, happy, clappy baby face, and probably be more insufferable. Because the thing with it, thing is, if they do it like when he turned MVP face, where he was just losing all the time, and he was like, he ended up like losing his fucking big contract that he had, and all that, and then he just ended up getting like. It got to the point where he's like, "Fuck! What have I got to do to pick up a win here?" Then when he did, everyone was everyone was rooting for him to pick up a win. Mm-hmm. So when when he did, it was like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." And then MVP was just a face, and yeah, he, yeah. he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I got made humble. I realized like I needed to stop like rubbing everyone's face in all in all my wealth and that. That's mm-hmm. all they need to do." And I mean, Corbin's a very dislikable character. Yeah, yeah, but the, the key word there is character. Exactly. Like they, they can they can write it so he can have that turn around and like realize the error of his ways and go. Okay, well, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna not be as much of a dickhead anymore. Yeah,
0: we'll see. I don't like Happy Corbyn. Uh,
1: oh, Happy Corbin, Yeah, it's, it worries me.
0: <laughs> uh, after this, Bailey then comes out. Um, Talks about Bianca Belair, their match, uh, and that she's afraid of her, and this, that, and the other. Um, Bianca then comes out. They have an exchange of words. Um, she says, I'm tired of hearing, like, I think she says, oh, you know, I'm in your head. And she's like, yeah, yeah maybe you are in my head, but it's because you just won't quit and you're obsessed. Um Basically challenges her to an I Quit match at Money in the Bank, and Bailey jokes and says if she quits, then you know she'll quit SmackDown. Actually, no, she'll she'll quit WWE, and actually, no, I'll, I'll just quit wrestling altogether. Um,
1: Bailey win then, isn't it? You are.
0: Bailey winning
1: then, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca says, um, uh, "Sorry, Bailey says that Bianca isn't the champion that she's portraying herself as," uh, and Bianca says. I, I hate hearing your voice, but I'm looking forward to hearing you say I quit. That'll be interesting. I remember the last time we had an I quit match?
1: Uh, it would have been uh, Jay and Roman. One, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, last time there was a women's I quit match for a title. Oh,
1: yeah, it was a while ago. Um, a time ago. Yeah, I, I get the impression, like, Either this is a way to kind of write Bailey off TV for a bit, or mm. I think I don't know. I doubt I highly doubt a contract's coming up. Nah, nah. Um, she seems pretty much like a not a lifer in WWE, but she seems like one of those people yeah. who will be around for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's either gonna be Bianca is gonna whip the shit out of Bailey with a hair till Bailey taps out until Bailey gives up, or Bailey's gonna choke Bianca out with a yeah, yeah. Like done. Either
0: way, the hair's involved.
1: The <laughs> hair's definitely getting involved. Bianca's hair is definitely getting involved in yeah. the finish too much because they've like.
0: Well, they did it in Helena's south didn't they? She tied it to the bottom rope at one point. She tied it to a chair as well, and,
1: and he had uh, a WrestleMania backlash when she like used the hair to like to uh, get leverage on like leverage on his... when she yeah. did the roll up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, after this, we get another Jimmy and Paul uh, backstage spot. Says that Edge is waiting for Roman. He's waiting to ambush him. He says he's going to call out Edge and he's going to go to Pierce and DeVille and, and ask, I think, did he say ask for a match or just ask that he can go out there and go out at the end and call him out? Or so? ask if he can be the main event, basically, to be able to call Edge out.
1: It, it was weird, wasn't it? He didn't specifically say he wanted to match with Edge.
0: But he said he wanted, he needed to speak. He was going to go and ask David so, Like,
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get Edge versus Jimmy. I think we will. Maybe next week. Yeah. Edge will need a
0: match before Money in the Bank.
1: It's a date. The week after is um, when they have the fans back, it?
0: But if, uh, yeah, it's money in the bank is when they, get are,
1: it. they are they are they going to do it then, or are they going to wait till money in the bank to give Edge's big fucking retain entrance? Mm. Yeah, I feel like they might I, want I to think work. I think I think they might tickle the balls a bit and then
0: <laughs> tickle the balls
1: and get them get them get them a get them <laughs> money in the bank for the big Edge entrance. Yeah.
0: Um After this, we get uh, a money in the bank qualifier match. But not just any money in the bank qualifier match. A last man standing oh. match. Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn. Fuck me, this is outstanding.
1: This is great. Uh,
0: Owens comes out proper fired up. Um, highlights of the match: Owens smashing his head into, <laughs> smashing Zayn's head into the screen, and saying everyone's name. He's like, "Say hello to Steve. Pff, say hello to Jeff." Just smashing his head into the into the uh, the Thunderdome screen, which was pretty funny.
1: Um, it was weird, wasn't it? Because Owens definitely felt like he was again a little bit more, a little bit less of a baby face, a little bit more shades of grey.
0: I think it was just because of the intensity of this match, though, wasn't it? Because he he, he lost the other week, didn't he? So it the- was.
1: Um, but I wouldn't again, like I said before, I wouldn't be against using. Like this is kind of like the catalyst to turn Owens heel,
0: mm.
1: and have him like have him just snap in in Money in the Bank and like murder someone like someone lovable like Biggie. <laughs> yeah, as, as much as as much as Biggie's like the guy I absolutely want to win Money in the Bank out mm. of the people who are in it at the moment. Or have him made the riddle because then no one's gonna get too upset about it, and it doesn't hurt Biggie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Pat clearly doesn't understand how the screens work because I think he said something along the lines of, imagine being sat at home and watching the stuff as a, like a member of the Thunderdome and having Sami Zayn's face shoved into your monitors. That's that's not how it works. There's not a camera on each screen. They won't have seen it. They get the same view we do, mate. Fuck's sake. I like you, Pat, but come on now. Don't be silly. Uh Ko goes for a swanton on the announce table. Um... But Sammy comes to to meet him on the barricade, launches him off. Uh, after the break, KO's all over Sammy again. Loads of heavy strikes, much like their actually every week, where it was a bit of a slugfest. Um, KO sets up uh, two tables, stacks them on top of each other, and Pat says he's stacking them, some bitches. So he stacks them um, outside the ring, um, right in front of the, 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 like the corner turnbuckle, um, and then. Sammy hits an Exploder Suplex in the corner, which looked really vicious because there wasn't that much gap between where he executed it yeah. and then the turnbuckle. Like there's usually a bit of kind of landing room, but it felt like it was about a foot between where he did it and then the turnbuckle. So yeah, it wasn't nice. That was that was the first of several spots where Ko just landed on his head, and it looked fucking horrible.
1: Spe- speaking of karma, he used to <laughs> yeah. thump people on the heads and ring on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Keo then hits uh, an avalanche inverted fisherman suplex off the top which looked fucking awesome um, and then the two tables that are set up on the outside so uh, KO gets up onto the, the top turnbuckle I don't recall what it is that he's going for but Zayn manages to slip through beneath his legs and then just pushes him from behind over the top turnbuckle and through both tables which is a fucking nasty spot to take but it looked impressive yeah um, <laughs> KO somehow manages to beat the count off that. Um he then uh hits Sammy then hits KO with uh like a dragon like sleeper suplex on the apron. Another instance where he landed on his head and it looked fucking nasty. Uh yep. back in the ring, he hits a couple of haluva kicks. And then KO kind of like falls onto him and he holds him. Uh and he says something about karma, I think, or something. Uh, and then he hits a third Haluva kick. KO rolls out of the ring at nine. So where he collapses is just right next to the kind of the bottom rope. And as the ref gets to nine, he just rolls out onto his feet, manages to beat the count out. I thought that was it there, to be fair. um, He then catches uh Zane with a super kick through the ropes as he goes for that DDT where he jumps through the middle rope, which I've not seen him do that for ages. He used to do that all the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's a
1: very baby face move though, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. it's really cool. So, Sammy wants to be a detestable piece of shit. He's not going to do stuff people like to see him do.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he catches him with a super kick through that, then hits him with a pop up power bomb, and then hits him with a stunner on the outside, and then he power bombs him through the announce desk, and then he power bombs him through the other table that had been set up, and then onto the apron, and that's what finishes him off. Fuck me. I,
1: I love the fucking thing that finish Sammy off is the thing that he used to do in NXT to like absolutely. Yeah
0: end someone
1: fucking end sammy multiple yeah that's times. what he
0: did when he when he came back when sammy won the nxc championship and KO came down to celebrate and then he just power bombed him onto the apron
1: <laughs> so, that's so good
0: yeah nice little call back there love that but oh that match was super yeah really,
1: sammy's selling his back like genuinely been broken as well
0: yeah i mean it's probably quite sore this morning
1: <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit disappointed sammy wasn't in the money in the bank though but i'm hoping if they do like the same thing they did on Raw, where it was like That's a last Sam's chance, thing. I hope Sammy wins it. Maybe because yeah. ju- just because of that uh, triple threat ladder match we had. Last Sammy year. in a
0: ladder match, full stop.
1: Yeah, Sammy loves a ladder I- match. I-, I want Sammy to do like his absolute shit, Osry, with handcuffs on the ladder again.
0: Oh fucking yes!
1: <laughs> All I want. Yeah. Give me what I want. But yeah, th- this was a fucking awesome match. Really yeah. good.
0: Uh, We then get Edge backstage, um, being interviewed, says he knows exactly what Roman and Jimmy are up to. He doesn't care. Um, He's tired of the excuses. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, Corbin's then seen leaving the arena. Boogs catches him up. It sounds like Boogs is going to be sincere and apologize to him, but he doesn't. Uh, It's just loads of puns based on the word king. Uh, Corbin just says, screw you. Looks dejected and walks off. Um, Yeah. We then get Sonya Deville in ring, and she is introducing the next woman for the for the SmackDown side, uh, Money in the Bank match, and she introduces a debuting Zelina Vega.
1: I thought she said returning.
0: <laughs> I thought she said returning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I... <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so, so someone. Uh... No, nah, they got written off, didn't they? My... <laughs> <laughs> but to, to, to let people in on the joke there, Aaron was very angry about Zelina Vega returning like to the point where he was trying to start arguments with all of us this morning about it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> he, he he thought it was revisionist history because she came back. but well, I don't think he quite understands what revisionist history is. <laughs> um...
0: That's okay. He's He's unwell today. Let him off. Yeah. He's a bit aggy today
1: because he's (laughs) on (laughs) well.
0: But yeah, Selena Vega's back.
1: Hot down. Yeah, I mean, this got leaked a few weeks ago, didn't
0: it? She was in the performance center, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, and then there's been like a Fightful put a thing up before SmackDown saying she'd been listed as an active member of the roster since June. Oh. And that she's expected to return any time now and probably end up factoring into the money in the bank match. I and mean, okay. obviously she returned last night. Yeah. Um yeah it's it's I mean I'm I'm surprised that she's back but at the same time I wasn't because it, it as she'd been she she'd been seen at the performance center and was getting filmed arriving at the performance center, which obviously mm. indicated they were filming it for some kind of return vignette slash package thing. Um
0: yeah I wonder if there'll be like a a 24 or, or I don't know that well, obviously they're filming for something I
1: imagine I imagine they will whether they're going to go into that de- in depth about like her leaving and coming back um would be interesting given the circumstances of her leaving
0: well Alistair Black was on his twitch last night when she came back on uh, and he was saying something about a lot of the stories and rumors and stuff that had gone around about around her release, and he said it's not all 100 percent true. And I'm just glad to see she's back wrestling again. So, in time, some more of it will be revealed. But yeah,
1: well, um, yeah, the other thing which which was interesting was she was streaming a couple of days ago. Oh really? Oh, so whether she's uh, going to be allowed to keep streaming? Hmm, interesting. It'll be interesting to see.
0: Well, she's been on their roster since June. That means she's been signed since June. So she's been yeah. streaming while that, signed, that
1: so. That's what I mean. So yeah. surely they'd have to... Mm. It, seems to It's weird. There seems to be some leniency with some people, but then not with others. Yeah. Like Paige originally was told she couldn't and then she was like, obviously, like, well, I'm not an active competitor, so I'm going to anyway. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Fire <laughs> me. Um, and yeah, obviously, like... Other people like Woods, Cesar and that want to but can't. So it's, mm. it's weird. It's a weird thing. But yeah, we're not we're not talking about that. Either, either way, very good to see Zelina back. She looked Absolutely. great. Yeah, uh, her, her entrance gear was fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and the promo she cut as well was top notch.
0: Was indeed. Um, I forget how short she is, and I say that because she stood next to Sonya.
1: Deville. Yes, Sonia looked tall, like fucking king like, like, next to her beast.
0: Liv Morgan comes out and just basically says it's not fair that you're just throwing women into this match when I'm winning all the time and I'm being overlooked. And when Liv steps in the ring, I was like, I thought Liv was really short and Selena's shorter than Liv. So I was More like,
1: Liv, not that much shorter than Sonia. Yeah. But then also Sonia was wearing DMs. So that would have added a little bit to her height as well, <laughs> But she is. She is still like rather tall anyway. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, basically, Liv just says like, I'll prove that I deserve to be in it. Like make the match now, which Sonya does. So we get uh, Zelina Vega against Liv Morgan. Um, this was over before it began. Uh, Liv wins a roll up using the tights, like pulling the tights. Which Vega tried, tried to Zelina do. Zelina tried before. to do, yeah, right yeah.
1: before.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> what, what a way to come back! Oh, I've lost to a roll up.
1: I just, yeah, I, I, I think I think the whole thing they're going for here here is that Libs getting overlooked. By people that she's gonna beat, and yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's what they want to do. I don't don't really get it myself. I get that, the impression that I'd say I don't know who the other person they're gonna add in is because SmackDown's women's division is very thin at the moment. Uh, uh. Like I, I genuinely can't think of another person on that women's division. Zelina liv bailey carmella carmella becky and sasha maybe but
0: yeah well yeah when becky comes back she's going to smackdown set on smackdown of course
1: Mm. so maybe becky and sasha i can't think of anyone else But then weird if that was the case Mm. to bring them back to put them in money in the bank when it's more realistic that they just bring them back to feud with whoever's the champion. Right
0: into the title picture. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is there? Is there... There's got to be, a, a, I can't think of any. They got rid
1: of but... Ruby. The Sonya, I guess. Yeah. Unless they call someone up.
0: What brand are Natalia and Tamina on? Because I know they can... They're...
1: Technically SmackDown, but yeah. then they're, they're doing the shit with Mandy and Dana, aren't they?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, that match is over with a quick, smart, um, which isn't the first instance of a very quick match. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. We then see Seth, uh, Sonia and Pierce backstage. Seth annoyed that Edge has been given uh, a title match against Roman at Money in the Bank. Uh, he calls them nincompoops for putting Daniel Bryan into the triple threat um, because Pierce's reasoning for giving him, like, for giving Edge the match against Roman, is that he never got the one on one. That he deserved from winning the rumble, and so Seth was said, "That's your fault for putting Daniel Bryan into the match." Um, and then they say, "Fine, you can have a money in the bank qualifier match next week against Cesaro." And then Seth kind of laughs weirdly and walks off. So
1: again, Cesaro, Cesaro wins again. I hope uh, Cesaro wins that though. He's got to. I suppose it's the it's the rubber match though, isn't it? Or is uh, it? No, Cesaro's already won two, and Seth won one. Yeah. We'll gonna win that, and then they'll, they'll do a rubber match. Yeah.
0: Well, are we going like,
1: to get go? go I'd like to think Cesaro wins that, and then we've got like him and money in the bank doing some interesting shit. Mm. But we're cutting people off ladders.
0: Then then you're torn as to who you want to win it because you'd have Cesaro and Biggie.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be Biggie. It's Big Sam, time. It's gotta be Biggie's time. Mm.
0: After this, we get Angelo Dawkins uh, against Otis. This was just a squash match, pretty much. Um, Otis, yeah. to be fair, looks like an absolute beast at the moment. Like they're they're making him look fucking awesome, like an absolute killer.
1: I mean, he Absolutely. looks a bit like John Goodman with that new hair. <laughs> he does.
0: Um, yeah, he just f- flattens Dawkins repeatedly, uh, and he finishes the match with. This big splash off the top rope and then follows it up with a Vader bomb, uh, and picks up the win. So, yeah, um, I feel like he'll probably go after Apollo because it doesn't feel like they're putting him in the money in the bank, he's already won it. So, I feel like he'll go like this is leading to like I, maybe a mid card.
1: Like, I think Apollo. it's going to be more them going after the tag titles, uh,
0: yes, but, but...
1: Random, then fuck all at the moons.
0: Well, they're, it's because they've both been fucking yeeted into the fucking Shadow Realm, haven't they?
1: Yeah. <laughs> true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, backstage again, Jimmy and Paul. Uh, this is in Guerrilla this time. Um, basically, Jimmy... Um, uh, sorry, Paul says to Jimmy, just go out there and be main event Jimmy and then kind of laughs at him a little bit. Almost like he knows what's coming. Uh, Jimmy gets in the ring, calls out Edge. Um, then Edge comes out. Did the cameraman fall over at this point? I don't
1: know if you, you think he was stood over like the steam thing and the steam thing just shot up and knocked him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he
0: did
1: he fall man. over? Yes. Or he dropped the camera.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Edge says that Roman laid a trap, but the trap wasn't for him. It was for Jimmy. Um Jimmy then looks frantically round, hoping and thinking that Roman's going to come out, but he doesn't. And Ed just comes in and beats the fucking tar out of him. Um, <laughs> gets me gets like a choke. Uh, and then he spears him. And then he goes to uh, the timekeeper's area, grabs a chair, like snaps the bar off the bottom and puts him in the cross face, just like he did Roman at Mania. Uh, and that visual at the end where he's just screaming down the camera at Roman and making him look, and, and re-enacting that same photo that he showed at the start. Yeah. And he just says, Jimmy's, like, I,
1: don't, I don't stop. Jimmy's eyes as well when he was in the, in the hole both times was yeah. fucking excellent. Like, his face was like, you, you could see the fear in his eyes. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, you could tell he was in danger. <laughs> but, yeah, that, um,
0: was, uh, that was how Smackdown ended. It's a good episode. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. It,
1: it very good episode. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting that the kind of, Teasing Roman and Jimmy is going to happen soon when the next pay per view after Money in the Bank summer slam. Mm. And we're we'll probably getting Roman and Cena. Yeah. Mm. There's not one in between is there. No. No.
0: They haven't announced anything yet, have they?
1: July, then August. The I didn't know.
0: They're, home and they're just silly, like, I do know, great balls of fire in the middle of something.
1: No, as far as I know, there's not an in-between. Stomping
0: around, um,
1: aren't <laughs> Fucking stomping around. <laughs> At least Great Balls of Fire was a good pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, man. That was fucking that Samoa Joe and Les
1: Brock, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rewind anyway. it back. Let's do it again. <laughs> Yo, squash Brock.
0: Uh, that was SmackDown. Uh, what were yep. your highs and lows, mate?
1: Um, I think we'd be hard-pressed to say anything else. Anything but the last man standing match was a high 100%. That was 100%. phenomenal. It was really good. It should have been a pay per view match, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. They could have done that at WrestleMania. Yeah. They, they literally could have had that match at WrestleMania. Mm
0: hmm. Could have had that um, hell in
1: the cell. Could have had that hell in the cell. Yeah. But we got it. We did finally get it. Um, and it was a very, very good match. Uh, I, my own gripe was I thought maybe Sammy could have won it. Hmm. Because it would have made a bit more sense, but it's still very cool that we got that match, and it yes. was no complaints about the match itself. It was yeah, awesome. but... um, my low was it was just a lot of like squash matches, wasn't it? There's a couple, weren't there? Like other than the tag match, like the only the only other match, like matches on the cards were two squash matches live and zelina and and live and zelina wasn't really a squash match it was just a short match
0: yeah
1: but then at otis and dawkins it was like it was a lot of kind of not even not even like different not even different promo work it was just like very much just jimmy going to rome like to paul about roman yeah yeah
0: well there's like Uh, three of those wasn't there and then the show ended on that segment
1: yeah. yeah And it opened with Edge. Mm. So that that was kind of like... I mean, that's SmackDown anyway, isn't it? But I I feel as well it it missed Roman a lot, the show.
0: A little bit. A little bit, yeah.
1: It's weird weird that both Raw and SmackDown have had the champions off the show this week. Mm. Like, that was something that was a bit odd to me. Yeah, yeah, just, just generally the fact that there wasn't really much actual match time on SmackDown was my low. Mm. Um, okay. What about you? Uh, yeah,
0: agreed. High. Uh, last month's standing match. Absolutely superb. Uh, my low would be Zelina getting rolled up in about 20 seconds on her first match back.
1: She <laughs> yeah. did that that's cool yeah, weird like Crucifix 619 thing. Mm. That was cool. Mm. But yeah, it it, it it made sense where they're trying to cheat to win and then getting caught out but out at the same time she tried, But yeah, at the same time it was a bit like Frankie Money's NXT debut where she instantly got made to look a bit silly yeah yeah after like all the hype of obviously Zelina didn't really have any hype but it was a big big fucking deal I remember mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: well that was smack diddly down uh, yeah. and raw earlier um, well, yeah thanks for joining us as always we very much appreciate it you want to let us yeah. know what you thought of raw smackdown or any other wrestling show this week wwe or otherwise give us a shout on the social medias on twitter and discord at untitled rest pod we'll catch you next time guys thanks a lot bye bye you must love this podcast house the untitled
1: wrestling podcast house